0: Great, Craig has joined the chat. Hello, Craig. Uh, Craig the Bear. I tonight. I am recording on a wireless lav mic. Interesting. That is the receiver is plugged into my computer, and I have the lav mic because my studio mic. I have everything for it, but I I can't find the mount to put my mic on the stand. Um, so, I've got the mic, I've got the stand, I've got the board. I don't have the thing to put it all together. I don't know where I put that when we moved. So, I was scrambling for it before because we were outside painting chairs before I came in here. And
1: Ooh, getting the chairs painted.
0: Yeah, we were sanding them down so they're not gross, like chipping orange or painting them navy blue. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, either way, I'm now recording on a wireless microphone. I hope I sound fine. Uh,
1: you sound okay over Discord. I'm assuming your audio quality is going to be better on your end than it is through the chat. But yeah, you're sounding you're sounding pretty all right.
2: Magnificent. You sound fine. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Give it a solid six and a half out of ten.
0: You know what? Six and a half out of ten is something I
2: will take. Passing. That. Barely. <laughs> but it is passing. But it is passing. That's
0: true. Anthony, how are you? How is uh how's school?
2: Um school is good. School is busy. How We're, close uh, are you to the end of the year? We are like four weeks one, two, and like three total weeks away oh wow it's coming up quick yeah. yeah uh yeah it's coming up slow um <laughs> it, but it is also coming up quick at the same time yeah super busy with golf and the end of school but it's all good all good things glad to hear it yeah we yeah. we
0: uh yeah uh, this this part of the year feels like in my mind i'm still like in that student mindset of it's grind on like for a couple weeks more and then i'm free and trying to not uh think like that anymore but then talking to teacher friends who are still in that (laughs) life is is wild
2: yeah it's I, I don't know if I ever like changed careers, if I'd ever be able to get out of that. Like I've, I've literally done that since kindergarten, like since you were five, literally every year since I was five, it's been work until June ish and then get three months of different work and then go back to the original work in September. <laughs> <and> yeah.
1: <laughs> so cyclical.
2: Yes, very, but, uh, Yeah, I can't believe it's already like we're almost already done with our golf season, which is feels like we're just getting started because of the poopy butt weather we had earlier this year. Yeah, I haven't even had a chance to break out my clubs yet. TJ
1: and I were planning on going at some point. Um, But yeah, that's just weird to think that
2: you're already almost done. I know, man. It's yeah, it's weird. And it's just like a million miles an hour the whole time. mm So probably doesn't help that it didn't get above freezing until like a month ago. Yes. (laughs) And then now it's like the last couple of days have been beautiful, but, um, yeah, the whole 40 degree and like rainy with 30 mile an hour winds got old pretty swiftly.
0: That was, that was old when it started. It showed up and it was like, you know what? (laughs) We can, we can just skip this part of spring. We don't need
2: this. It wasn't even like spring though. You know how it's like, sometimes it's rainy and it's like, ah, it's spring it's like it wasn't it did not feel that way it felt like wet winter it was it
0: was like a british winter
2: yeah it switched from wet winter to wet summer over like what a course of a week week and a half (laughs) yeah and then it just yeah turned into like tornadoes and torrential downpour and hail and yeah so good stuff
1: yeah that yeah. is one of that is one of the very few things I miss about living in Missouri is we actually had a substantial spring and fall season from like Early to mid April through mid May, it was your 60 degree weather. You could go outside on your patio uh, and sit out there and not be too hot, not be too cold. Um, you know, everything was actually blooming like trees took, you know, four weeks or so to, to actually go from being dead to like having full leaves on there. Uh, Laura and I were driving uh, over 35, the bridge over 35 over the river and um, the other day and I just made the comments like yeah everything seems so green all of a sudden like yeah. it seemed like just this last week there was nothing and now there's just green everywhere which is nice but I do miss kind of the uh the seasonal change and being able to see the trees actually go through that
2: stage other than just like boom bam, here's spring yeah or here's summer here we go now nobody can breathe like I've just had the allergies oh my gosh tell me about it is out it's this the worst week. yeah uh Minnesota.
0: Love
1: it. You also, gotta T- love it. Really random. TJ, I'm not sure if uh, you check or how regularly you check uh, the viewership stats or the listenership stats for this podcast. Um, but you should have had... A spike recently, oh, wow. uh, within the last couple of days. Uh, I finally got Laura on the bandwagon. i uh, no, sorry, I got Laura on the bad <laughs> wagon. Uh, she listened to a couple of episodes her. of Q4, a noticeable spike. Cow. And she was listening to the great breakfast foods debate episode, which Mm. is still one of my all time favorite episodes. That's probably
0: our best episode. And it it was probably going to remain our best. I doubt that the the first episode, this is what pilot a season. I'll call it season eight. I don't think that's correct, but we took like a two month break. So I'm calling it season eight now. Uh, I don't think this episode's going to top it, but I do have. At least one thing that I think is going to lead to some very, very good uh, discussion.
2: Oh, I'm excited for that. Same. Yeah.
0: So should we should we enter the show? Should we get it started?
1: I think so. Um, uh, for, before we do that, though, you said we're going back to the original format with like actual four quarters uh yet i do notice a significant lack of prompts or questions for those quarters. so, so this is so basically I was, when I, the new format when we, where we just say whatever we want to whenever we want to and people have to deal with our nonsense for an hour and a half
0: when i sent that message i was looking for some sort of agreement because i'm not a dictator I'm not just <laughs> saying this and saying it is going to be so. So I was I was but hoping for you. at least and, and like at least one message that said, "Hey, okay. like just like <laughs> the bare response that you are prepared for what's coming." And because I didn't get that, I didn't prepare beyond my main topic, which might just take the whole time
1: anyways. I also have a main topic And maybe we've got the same topic I don't know But uh, we'll have at least two So if if we prepare for two Keep the first one roughly a half hour And the other one roughly a half hour We should be good
0: There we go. Anthony, thank you for dropping the message in the chat that you approve of returning to the old format. We'll yeah. do that <laughs> next time. But for yeah. the first episode of season eight, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's actually season seven, but I'm going to call it season eight. And then Welcome one, to the Q4. Oh.
1: This- I was going to say, this way we'll have a lost season then that just never existed, but we can call season seven the lost season.
0: Yeah. And then when we're like 80, we can sell the lost season seven for a million dollars because this show will be the most popular show ever put on um, the Podbean. (laughs) <laughs> I think our show is on Podbean. I I think that's one of the places it's distributed. Yes, it is. We're, yes, it is. We're all over the place, man. And I I doubt we're going to be the most popular podcast on like Spotify, but we could we could take the Podbean charts. I think.
1: I think people are sleeping on Podbean. Podbean is going to be the next content platform. People just don't know it yet. Like, give it like another two, three, four decades, and we'll be there.
0: yeah
1: it's just it's
0: things move notoriously slow in the tech industry so you just gotta let it build up ahead of steam
1: yeah this is a slow burn we're playing the long game here
0: obviously that's why we've been doing this for eight five years five years now eight seasons five years no it's
1: it's not five years no no three three plus three years I was going to say well, years cool. and
0: 53 episodes. So uh, we we've officially broken the number we would have reached if we did this actually as a weekly podcast for one whole year. <laughs> so here we are. Big milestone for us. Um, Amazing. Do you actually want to
1: intro the show now?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to intro the show. Welcome to the Q4 podcast, your favorite least consistent podcast on either side of the Mississippi. I'm going to skip over that argument from last week.
1: It's not um, an argument. We just we acknowledge that I was wrong on that one. I didn't even try and argue on that one. So we've just established, once again, uh, I guess reestablished, that I am the idiot of this podcast. So perfect. Well, and you
0: have more of an opportunity to be the idiot of the podcast today because I have a very fun topic that I can almost guarantee is not your topic. Um, Because, as you may have guessed, dear listener Singular, we did not prepare for this episode nearly as well as we probably should have. But I have in front of me theathletic.com slash 3302266 slash 2022 slash 05 slash 10 slash NFL dash power dash ranking dash post dash draft. Slash. And... Um, I gave it I gave it a perusal before we started recording or I have <laughs> I'm gonna be honest it was as we started recording that I was giving <laughs> it a perusal um, and there's there are some things on this list that I agree with and there are some things on this list that I I have opinions about so I What I want to do is similar to the format that we run with, where we just kind of go uh, go team by team and predict what we want. We're not going to go that in depth. I want to read this power ranking, and I just want a quick agree or disagree. And I want opinions about these positions. Does that sound doable?
2: Sounds good. Yeah. Got to like get my head in NFL mode here. But yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. All right. I know we're in baseball season and the, the wild, I, I don't want to talk about half of the sports because they just make me sad. So I'm going to the sport. I can predict wildly and speculate about instead of having to come to terms with what happened uh, the last few weeks in the sports that are currently (laughs) happening. Number 32 on this list the houston texans yep that makes sense agree davis mills is going to be the starting quarterback
1: who yeah <laughs> so I, don't, I, feel like, uh, they, I feel like the bottom five is pretty interchangeable i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts the other day and one of the reporters i i uh was talking about he was like yeah you know there are always every season no matter what there are always those five teams who are just better than everyone else and five teams who are always fighting for the first pick so i think any of these bottom five teams you could really put in this last slot and have a solid argument for that decision
0: so yeah. i it's it's the bottom five that actually intrigues me the most really? about this ranking um number 31 is the Jacksonville the jaguars I think Jacksonville and Houston is interchangeable. That that makes sense. Yeah, makes number sense. twenty-nine is a tie in this in mid- ranking. Oh, it's a tie. Okay. Between the Chicago Bears at the and the Atlanta Falcons.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I think the I don't know. I think both of those teams are not Looking great. I'm actually on ESPN's uh, power rankings right now. Just kind of seeing how theirs compares to uh, the athletic. And it's actually pretty wildly different. They've got the Chicago Bears ranked at 24th on theirs, Yeah. And the Falcons as number 31. Um, I think both teams, the Bears, I think, are a little bit more like they do have a little bit higher upside than the Falcons. Uh, The Falcons, you know, getting rid of Matt Ryan. And I think they're just taking a mulligan on this season. Um, But yeah, it's it's I I guess I agree with both of those. Both of those teams are just kind of trash right now.
2: Yeah, I think there's there's more upside to the Bears this season than the Falcons. I don't I mean. I like Marcus Mariota. I don't know if he's ever going to do anything, but I, I've always felt that he's like just a, a season away from being like the guy somewhere, but I don't know. They just don't have any tools. There's nothing going on there. And with what's his face being suspended, I there's nothing outside of oh, a that's right, old quarterback. Calvin
0: Ridley is, I mean, they got Cordero Patterson who works in that
2: scheme. I mean, he's like, he's like your NFL street player. Like he just does everything. Like he's kick return. I don't even know if he does that anymore, but he's wide receiver running back probably throws the ball too. Like he's yeah. But is that, I mean, that's one thing.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think both of these teams are bad. I I'm surprised they're that low. I, Me too. I would definitely put them in the bottom quarter of the league, but I don't, I don't know that the. I don't know that the Bears are the third worst team in the league.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say that is a little low. But once again, I feel like once you get to the seller there it. I'm not as taken aback by that positioning for them.
2: I guess yeah. I have a hard time seeing them lower than the Lions. So that's fair. That is fair. Anyway, I mean that's a couple. That's in the future here in a couple of picks, but that just doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, uh, twenty-seven is also a tie. Um, this was done via via votes from a panel, by the way. That's why there are ties. So it's not okay. one person's ranking; it's a, a a collection of votes that are then ranked. Um, twenty-seven is a tie between the Carolina Panthers and the New York
1: Giants. I I agree with that one, actually. Um, the Panthers and the Giants have quarterbacks who have been given enough chances to prove what they are, and both Sam Darnold and Danny Dimes, they're just bad quarterbacks. They are not great, not great at all, Uh, and definitely can't pit lead either of those teams out of the cellar. So I'm honestly surprised that both those teams are ranked that high, um. I don't I think the Giants have a little bit more upside, um, but still, uh, I mean, through the draft, the Giants, I, they're giving Daniel Jones every chance that they can. They got a couple offensive linemen and a wide receiver with uh, three of their top four picks. But still, I just I really can't see either of those teams being higher than maybe, you know, 13th or 14th
2: overall in their conference. I'm yeah, the Panthers are weird to me. Like I guess to me just like face value, I'd think the Panthers are better than that. But like just because they have the superstar Christian McCaffrey, but he's hurt all the time and will he play a full season this year? I would say likely not. And even then it's like man, how much can he do? He can't play defense too, because they uh yeah, both teams are just kinda blah. Yeah. Teams that you want on your schedule, put it yep. that way. Yep.
0: Do do we... This is going to be... This is some speculation, all right? From right here, predicting out, does Daniel Jones get an extension by the end of the season?
2: Absolutely no. not. Ooh. I hope all right. not, like for everyone's sake. I don't think he's going to have to play his freaking butt off this year to earn that extension with what he's done with the last, whatever, four years of his contract. He's going to have to go freaking nutty this year. And.
1: my opinions on Daniel Jones are—I think I've made them very clear—but also the Giants <sighs> just haven't really done much over the last several years to help him to get yeah. him the help that he needs. It seems like they've just been waiting on Saquon Barkley to get better, and if he yeah. just hasn't, unfortunately, you know, obviously as a Cowboys fan excited that he isn't running over our team, but also you just hate to see one of the premier stars in the league deal with the amount of injuries that he has and just not get back to the way he was. It's kind of a similar story with both Christian McCaffrey and Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, the star running backs who have just been run into the ground by their teams and are feeling, you know, the effects of being the workhorse back for a few years. Um, And the Giants, that's just been their game plan. It's like, oh, we'll just have Saquon Barkley cover up for Daniel Jones when Daniel Jones or sorry, when Saquon Barkley hasn't been able to do that because he's not on the field. So Daniel Jones has been kind of left out to dry and it shows. (laughs) It really shows. And I I do not believe in Daniel Jones at all, at all. So, no, I do not think he's getting an extension this season.
0: Yeah, it really is something like the the worst teams in the league are half of them are ones that they've, they've got a premier talent and it sucks because they're the worst teams in the league. They have someone who is just so good, but because they refuse to build a team around him, that it's, it's worthless. Like the, the giants just will not do anything to make it so that they don't have to hand off to Saquon Barkley, eighty-eight percent of downs. Yes, they just refuse to do that. They refuse to even build a playbook that the ah, man, that sucks.
2: Yeah, the Giants have been like this for a good amount of time. Like this is nothing new for the Giant. I mean, ever since really their last Super Bowl. It's been kind of like this. I feel like perpetual less than mediocrity.
0: And even when they won the Super Bowl, if my memory serves me right, they didn't play that well that season either. Like they were kind of an average team.
2: I think they Dude. were like 10 and
1: 6. Right. That was the last six seed to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They, they just kind of backed their way in the playoffs and got hot at the right time.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah. so the Giants have been playing this like, we we don't have to be good, we just have to be lucky kind of football for a long time. And somehow it worked, probably because they had a quarterback with the last name Manning, but uh, you don't have that anymore. You got Danny Dimes and Danny Dimes has not proven himself to be that lucky so far.
1: And as someone coming from someone whose team has been cursed with the Jones for the last 25 years, uh, that doesn't go over so well. (laughs) No. I wonder if there's a connection (laughs)
0: there. Note to self, never draft a man with one of the most common last names in America.
1: (laughs) Nope, don't do it. Do not (laughs) do
0: it. Uh, Number 26 is the Detroit Lions. That shouldn't surprise anyone that they are this low or maybe lower. I, I honestly, I think, I think 26 is maybe a little low for the lions. I I'm foreseeing a good year. And by good year, I mean, they'll get six wins.
1: I don't I think, I think that's their ceiling. I think they are. They're definitely one of those bad teams that has the potential to get better this season. They looked significantly better at the last seat at the end of last season than they did at the beginning. Uh, Obviously, it's hard to look worse when you start off what they want. zero and 10, oh, and 11 to start off the season. Yeah. Um, but the way they were playing in the second half of the season, they were close in a lot of games. And it was really heartbreaking to see them lose so many games the way that they did. Yeah. Um, I think. Dan Campbell is one of those coaches who definitely has a ceiling. I think he can get the Lions to pretty good. I think yeah. if the Lions execute everything perfectly, they can get to nine wins. Not this season, but eventually in the next couple of seasons. I think that is Dan Campbell's trajectory. I really hope I'm wrong. I'm kind of rooting for the Lions this season. I want them to do well. I just don't think that they will. I think five to six wins is very generous and is definitely their ceiling. So, I, yeah, I think 20. What did you say? 26? Yeah, I think 26 is a, f- a very fair rating for them.
0: The Lions, in my mind, are are distinctly different from all of the other teams that are down here at the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. Yes, uh, because every other team here seems to be either on the decline, looking at the Panthers and the Falcons, who are are just kind of. Falling bit by bit, like the, the Panthers last season what they started off four and0 and then lost all of their last 13 games. Uh, they looked
2: good. They looked they like, looked really good they and really then it all just fell apart. Um,
0: the Detroit Lions are a team that I I believe they hit rock bottom and they are now clawing every tooth and nail out of the hole that they dug. So I'm kind of excited to see that because I, I I don't know. I if we saw a winning Lions team, that would feel like seeing a leprechaun.
2: Yes, (laughs) yes, that would be like you're not
0: supposed to be allowed to see that.
2: Like (laughs) what? I mean, we had this argument with the Falcons too. Like, what weapons do they have? I mean, I like is Jared Goff a weapon? No. Um, like just looking at this article that you said, said number one wide receiver, Jameson Williams. Like, I don't even know who that is. So <laughs> I, like who, who, who? Who, is, who are their people? Like, who are the people that are going to be that? I feel like you need to have a couple. I mean, J- J- 10. Jameson Williams is their,
1: uh, rookie wide receiver. Uh, and looks to be pretty good i think he's um one of the better receivers in this class and could do well for them so um who also who's the guy they had like why can't i remember his name um they've got the
0: Andre swift at running back
1: no no no, not swift um oh goodness he was a, a young receiver who actually was kind of like sneaky sneaky good galladay galla no Gallag- whatever I'm on St. Raw. Are,
0: are you talking Quintus Cephas?
1: No, I'm on St. Raw. Is, is he with the lions? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm on Raw Ra St. Brown. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was, he was pretty good last season. Um, uh, obviously not phenomenal, but I think he did pretty well. So I think the, the, I think the lions have a sneaky, good wide receiver core. It's not great but it could sneak up on some people. And I do think they will win more games than they did last season.
0: Yeah. I, I just, I'm excited for them to be better. They've been so like the, the, the giants have been mediocre and they're like slowly falling down, but the lions have been genuinely bad for so long. Yeah. (laughs) I just like, I, I don't feel good when the Minnesota Vikings, beat them. I I feel like a bad person rooting for that because yeah, exactly. I know that that's going to be one loss out of the guaranteed double digits that they're getting this season, just like they have every year for the last decade and a half.
2: That's mm-hmm. the, like, that's the difference with Alliance is you, it's like your, it's like your friend getting their teeth kicked in. You're just kind of like, ah oh, man, okay. Like, yeah, that's enough. Like we get it. They're bad. Like, I don't know. You just feel bad for them. Whereas like I couldn't care less if the Giants lose all 17 games this year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's there's a reason that the rivalries in the NFC North are Packers, Vikings, Packers, Bears, Bears, Vikings. No one really has a rivalry with the Lions because we would we would feel bad. What are we (laughs) going to do? Go to Detroit and yell at the fans who are there to root for a team that they know is only going to win two games this year.
2: Yeah, that's tough. That's tough.
1: The poor lions.
2: Uh, we're rooting for you.
0: We're rooting for you, Lions. That's our new bad wagon. I feel.
1: I think so. Yeah, the lions. I are think that's the bad, bad wagon.
0: wagon. Yeah. Uh, could be a long bad wagon.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Number twenty-five, that. the Seattle Seahawks.
1: I'm honestly surprised they aren't lower. Just with how bad they were last season, and now they don't have Russell Wilson.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's uh, that the, that's exactly what they say in the bottom of this article. It says, so where does this leave the Seahawks a lot further from a Super Bowl than they ever were with Wilson? So like that's I mean, the X factor is gone. So, yeah, the
0: dr- dro- dropping from Russell Wilson to Drew Locke is. A, a whiplash inducing
1: <laughs> well, and that's not like Drew Locke, oh. Drew Locke. isn't even guaranteed to win the starting job, and if he doesn't, the, CL, the Seattle Seahawks are in a world of hurt because they have Geno Smith behind Drew Locke. A Super Bowl
2: champion, Geno Smith.
0: Yeah, you will you watch what you say around here, Noah. <laughs> also, Super Bowl champion,
2: Geno Smith. I know we'll
1: probably get to this when we talk about them in the power rankings. Um. But the whole situation with Baker Mayfield and the Browns, honestly, the Seahawks could be a good landing spot for Baker Mayfield. And if that happens, Anthony specifically, are the Seahawks going to become your bad wagon with Baker Mayfield?
2: No, I'm I'm cutting ties with. Well, first of all, I'm cutting ties with the Browns. Second of all, I cut ties with Baker Mayfield middle of last year. I just I, <laughs> I just decided he was the problem and then yeah, I mean, we'll talk about him later, I'm sure, but like Oh, we will. No, I no, I don't like the Seahawks. I'll never forgive them to what they did to Peyton Manning That's fair. in the Super Bowl. So, no.
0: That's your question. question. Number 24 the New York Jets.
2: It's an interesting one. I don't know what to think about the Jets. I don't think the Jets are what the Jets have been the last couple of years.
0: I really do like that. That I, I think there's another team that's rebuilding. I still like Robert Sala. I think that they're there may be even a longer shot from being good than the lions are
2: i think yeah, so. but it's that same trajectory right like it's the same they've already hit rock bottom and they're taking one step out of the massive mile deep hole that they've dug themselves but i feel like they're in that different trajectory than like the texans and the jaguars
1: yeah yeah, I still don't trust them with the quarterback room of Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco and Mike White. I just hey,
0: you are looking you are looking at a quarterback room of a second year. Rookie. All right. Second year guy. Sorry, sorry. Uh, forgive me. I a, a, I forget. a certified elite quarterback. I
2: forgot.
1: And say, I forgot a to... record
0: breaking quarterback.
1: <laughs> I forgot to say Zach Wilson, Mike White and Super Bowl champion Joe Flacco. Yes, they're there. And you
0: forget, Mike White is averaging about 500 yards <laughs> per game as a quarterback for the Jets. OK.
2: OK. <laughs> but yes, I mean, 24th is an appropriate spot for them. I, th- I yeah. think I'm still surprised at how high
1: that is. I think they could go a little bit lower.
0: Yeah, and they probably will. I I think of all the teams here, Detroit. I think Detroit's the that's weird. Detroit's the best of the bottom third.
1: I don't know if they're the best. I think
2: they have the most upside. I mean there there are only so many spots that you can fit in in this bottom spot. You know, like you got to rank them somewhere. Yeah, you
0: can you can only have one worst team. It's
2: true.
1: I wish uh, power rankings had a way to show how far apart teams were from each other. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you have the Seattle Seahawks listed above the Detroit Lions. How much better do you think the Seahawks are than the Lions compared to the gap between, say, the Seahawks and someone such as the Buffalo Bills or the Los Angeles Rams?
0: The Seattle Seahawks and Detroit Lions. like honestly, in my eyes. All except for the bottom four, ah, bottom two, even Jacksonville and Houston, everyone that we've talked about aside from them is just kind of a, a blurry line. Like there, there's not a lot separating all of them in terms of who's better than the other. Right.
2: Yeah. I agree. And it, it could just be a, a coin flip for who goes seven and 10 this year. Kind of like what the dolphins did last year. Like it could just kind of come out yeah. of nowhere. So like, yeah, I think like fair.
0: is, is drew Locke being helped by Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf going to be better than Jared Goff and Jameson Williams.
2: Uh, hard to say
0: maybe. Yeah. it's a solid, solid potentially, I guess. Yeah. Moving into the middle third or 23, moving up from their previous rank at number 24, the Washington commanders.
1: I'm also surprised they're that high. I don't know. Maybe I'm just paying hard on him, but I I, I oh, sorry, go ahead. No, Finish your thought. I was just going to say, I, I guess I believe in Ron Rivera more than some of the other coaches at the bottom third. And I guess Carson Wentz is better than most of the quarterbacks listed on those teams. Uh, and the commanders do have, I guess some better talent at the p- skill positions, but I don't want Washington to do well. And I'm just going to try and will it, will it into existence. So I'm surprised they are this high. Everything
0: you just said sounded like it was painful for you. <laughs> I was. guess yeah. the Washington Physically. commanders have a better quarterback than the rest of the teams. And-
2: it, it hurt. Yeah. I, I did not enjoy doing that. <laughs> I, I, I would say the opposite. I'm surprised they're down at 23. I think they were for a couple weeks there. Like, well, not a couple weeks, but they. I mean, they're not a laughing stock like the Giants are in the NFC East. Like, I think they have a legitimate shot, as much as Philadelphia did last year, and then Philadelphia got really hot. But um, I think there's there's some upside there. I don't like Carson Wentz at all. As a as the quarterback, but I think defensively they're fine. So I I think that's a little harsh. Twenty third. I mean they went seven and ten last year.
0: It's oh well, you, we're we're going to be moving into some some rankings that are going to feel weird for you then because number twenty two behind the stunning free agent pickup of Mitch Trubisky, it is the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: See, this is something in my mind, this is way too high. I think the Steelers have been trash for the last like four years. I just there's nothing about the Steelers that excites me in any way at all and does not ever convince me that they're going to win.
0: I think The, the thing with the Steelers, though, is that they have had a winning record. Well, there was some stat about a winning record for however many consecutive seasons. And I I agree with you. They haven't been good.
1: Yeah, I think teams such as the Steelers and the Commanders are ranked as high as they are and I think have more confidence in them than the other teams below them because of their head coaches. I mean, they do have talent at some of their position players, but coaches such as Mike Tomlin and Ron Rivera, are we not recording anymore?
2: Did Craig leave? All right, you're not you when you're hungry, Craig. <laughs> Technical difficulties, Craig. Dude, left. that that better not have been right in the middle of my amazing point about how much the Steelers suck. It wasn't. I think it waited right until the end. Perfect. So,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But now he's back in recording. So uh, Steelers suck. But I th- Noah, you were saying something. I think teams <laughs>
1: such as the commanders and the steelers are ranked as high as they are and perform as not as well but not as poorly if that makes sense they're kind of right in the pack that play, they perform as mediocrely as they do that meaning they could play worse than they do because of their head coaches coaches such as mike tomlin and yeah. ron rivera are not going to let their teams tank and you can tell there are some teams in the bottom who are bad, they know they're bad and they're just trying to get a better draft pick. Ron Rivera and Mike Tomlin have too much integrity to do that. And so yes, their bad seasons almost feel worse in a sense because you know you're not going to go anywhere but you also aren't getting a premium draft pick. But I can respect that those teams are going to stay in every single game that they play because of their head coaches. So I think that is a huge reason why those teams are ranked where they are. Yeah,
0: I also think that says something about the parity of the league. Because going back to the Giants, when you have a team that's not very good, but you you just you you get click at the right time, you can win a Super Bowl. You have teams that weren't good that win the Super Bowl all the time, one and done. We are. you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars that made the AFC championship game, what, in 2015, 2016? And now they're perennially the worst team in yeah. the league? Like, it, there's when you were talking about the distance between teams, well, between the good and the bad teams, Like that was something that I thought about, where the Steelers are not a good team. But they consistently have a winning record. And if things went right when they come in as a seven seed in the playoffs, when things go right, that's sometimes enough. So that is what keeps these middle teams really interesting to me, is that we all know they're not good. We all know that they are, at best, mediocre. But, like, it's it's football, baby. Weird stuff happens all the time. But
2: at the we watch. I mean, let me just, really quick. Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback, though. Like,
0: hey man, weird stuff happens all yeah, the time. You're
2: saying weird, not like fifth, eighth dimension type weird. Like that's, <laughs> I just do not. I don't know. I I don't like the Steelers at all. Then that's
0: fine because they're not good. In fact. I don't want to wish this on Mike Tomlin, but this year might be the first year in a while that they have a losing Yeah,
1: record. that's fair. Sorry, Mike.
0: You're a great coach. Honestly, one of the coaches in the league that I respect the most. But you can only keep it going for so long. You can only keep that ship afloat for, what, 30 years? I don't know how long he's been winning, but it's been longer than I've been keeping track. <laughs> Number twenty one, the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston can see now. So, it's true.
2: I don't know the Saint. I like I. I wouldn't have been able to tell you before if the Saints are fifteen or if they're twenty five. Like, no idea where to go with the Saints. Just absolutely, I feel like even in the voting, people are like, "Yeah, okay." I mean. That's fine. Like you could justify fifteen, you could also justify twenty-five. Like I I
1: think, I think this is a a fair ranking for the Saints for the reasons that Anthony just said. It's hard to tell. Winston, as you mentioned, is healthy. He also missed ten games last season, Uh, according to ESPN. Their top four of their top offensive linemen missed uh, a combined thirty-two games. So. And Michael Thomas should be coming back too. Yeah. So they do have the potential to be a lot better, but also who knows if that actually happens. And no, sh- no Sean yeah. Payton,
2: right? Yeah. So that's a huge, huge question so, mark. I mean, that's, that's what we talked so. about with Rivera and, and Tomlin, you know, kind of keeping, keeping yeah. them afloat. So I don't know where they go from here. We'll see. I, yeah, I agree. Up or down? No idea.
1: I am uh, really enjoying going team by team, but I would you want to like hit? Make sure we get the Cowboys and the Vikings and then do like top 10 as well.
0: Yeah, it's 930. It's true. Number 20,
1: the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, that works. Uh, Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they do have some good upside, uh, but it is. I don't know, and you guys follow them a little bit more closely than I do, so maybe you can answer this for me, but they really didn't get a whole lot better in the draft, did they? I mean, they addressed some positions that they needed, but I don't know if they really hit any home runs.
0: They did the exact same thing they did last year, which is get some guys that could be good in a couple years.
2: Yeah. Which I heard there was some there was some frustration after with the way they got those picks to like their trades and everything. I didn't watch it. I don't know enough about it.
0: I, Oh gosh, we haven't recorded since that yeah, happened. Nope. I, I was, I was, I'm just confused yeah. by what the, the, you know what? Well, you and I did the math when that happened, didn't yes. we? Where the, the Vikings made, it was like five trades to move up. Overall, it was five picks in the third round was like the net.
1: Basically, yeah.
0: That, that, which like to me sounds like a lot of work for getting the same draft picks
1: you yeah. were planning to yeah, get. A lot end. of work for <laughs> basically nothing.
0: Considering like they even uh, <laughs> watching video of the draft room while it was happening, uh, Lewis Seen, signed, seen uh, the guy they drafted first, was their guy on their board when the first their first pick came up. So they traded that away, confident that he would be there when they got to the bottom of the first round. But then they traded away the other picks they got in that trade to move up again in the third round but then traded that away to move down in the second and i just kind of was spinning because none of it seemed to change the fact that they got the guys that were there when their original picks came around anyways
2: yeah it's just kind of one of those things where you do it eight different ways and you just end up with the same thing anyway so it's like okay just a lot of extra paperwork but i i mean my heart says 20 is too low for the vikings
0: yeah i also i saw 20 and my first reaction was how yeah 100 percent.
2: me too i was like no way how dare <laughs> you
0: say that they're the 20th best team in the league and then right below that it says 2021 record eight to nine and i'm like oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's right yeah Hey, yeah, <laughs> forgot about that part.
1: Yeah, Quacey and Kevin O'Connell did not earn themselves any favors or any good grace from the fans with how this whole offseason was handled. Um, yeah. They didn't bungle it, but it definitely did not go nearly as well as it could have.
0: No. Uh, GM getting a getting new
1: Yes. The new head.
0: Coach. Oh, has it? So,
1: I don't think so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either of those are. The right answer. I mean, either of those could happen, but I think most likely is we see kind of the same thing as what's happened. I mean, he's getting paid a lot of money. I don't think he's going to get like a massive, you know, four or five year extension. But I, I could very well see over the next two, three, four seasons every year. Kirk Cousins gets renewed for another one year extension, two year extension, whatever it might be. And everybody's like, oh, why are we paying him so much money? But then everybody's like, eh, it's only for another year or two. It'll be fine. It's not like we're paying them, you know, $120 million over the next four years, only to find out four years later, you actually did pay him closer to 135. But it was like, eh, it's not as bad because it's only on one and two year extension. So I think for the remainder of Cousins, uh, time with the Vikings, that most likely will be
2: what happens. That's what I was thinking, too, was just kind of small one, two years. Things wasn't. It does I put up a parking lot. Is that counting cars? Hey,
0: we're gonna get copyright struck. Don't oh, sing sorry.
2: that. Uh, no, you can sing that. It's fine. all right. Please, I'm gonna recuse myself for the next minute. Um, yeah, I agree
0: with you on that, Anthony. That I, the, <clears throat> Kirk Cousins has been above average every season. Yeah. And even at the bottom of this, it's it's the oh the outlook for twenty twenty two depends on the same thing it has the last four years. How well will Kirk Cousins play? Kirk Cousins has been good. If not great. If not top especially 10 last year for the last mm-hmm. four years. The the problem is that Kirk Cousins, when he can go out there and score you thirty one points a game, but your defense is giving up thirty eight, you lose nine games. That's how that works. The the Viking success no longer rests on Kirk Cousins. I, we know what yeah. we're getting, and what we're getting is, I would say, on average, the bottom of the top third in the league, which is fine. I am more than happy with consistency in the thirty or the what would, the sixty seventh percentile of yeah. quarterback. That is awesome in my mind compared to the landscape that exists in the NFL constantly in the top 50% even is like gold.
2: Yep. I, I think that's, a- it's just the
0: defense can't let up 800 yards and also do it in two minutes. So the moment the offense has been rested, they have to go back out again and try to score because they're always playing from behind.
2: I think that's well said TJ. I agree.
0: All right. I'm getting mad. (laughs) Uh, Number – I'm just going to say it. Number 14, Cleveland Browns. Boom. That is
2: way too high. Boom. Way too high. Way too high.
1: I don't know, though. I think getting – Say what you will about his off the field stuff. If he plays this season, Deshaun Watson is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. They got Amari Cooper for basically nothing. Um, I think they might be a a sneaky dark horse playoff team this year. I don't like it, but that could very well be it.
2: (laughs) Everything you just said, Noah, is so it's like I I know but I don't want to hear it, and I mean yeah. there's a I think Stops. it's a big if if Deshaun Watson plays yes Like if he doesn't play I think that quickly adds like ten spots to where the Browns are but yes yeah
1: I think the Browns are the team with the highest ceiling or the the high or the the biggest range between their ceiling and their yeah. floor. Just because of their quarterback situation. If Watson plays, you could argue they're a top 10 team. If he doesn't play, you could argue they're a bottom 10 team. For sure. Just, yeah.
0: Number 11. The Dallas Cowboys.
1: That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I don't know. I think they addressed the positions that they needed to in the draft. They didn't do. Everyone calls... You know, like when you draft, you know, a, a you know, top flight pass rusher or a wide receiver. Everybody calls those sexy picks. I really don't like that. It just makes me feel uncomfortable. It's not really relevant to what I'm talking about. It's just like, I mean, I guess it kind of is, but it's just like, <laughs> I just don't like. It, it. I just don't like it. Anyway, uh, so I guess that's related. Then the Cowboys made the unsexy pick of drafting an offensive lineman in the first round, which honestly I think is the best thing they could have done they I sorry go ahead
0: I I wish I wish the team I root for would make an unsexy pick like an offensive lineman in the first round every
2: year. <laughs> true that's yeah true continue
1: yeah and that I think right now that addresses both their immediate needs uh and their long-term needs because right now uh I am blanking on his name. Why am I blanking on his name? They are, are for the first round pick. Uh Tyler Smith, which is dumb cuz it's so close to Tyron Smith. Um but anyway, <laughs> Tyler Smith uh in early you know rookie mini camps has been playing left guard and has been looking pretty good. And so right now that fills the need. They need a left guard. But then also Tyron Smith has not played a full season since 2015. You're going to need a left tackle sooner rather than later. And it sucks. That really sucks. Tyron Smith is one of my favorite players. And it's very easy to just kind of slip in it's like, oh, yeah, the Cowboys have one of the best offensive lines in football because they were so dominant through the middle part of the last decade. Uh, but it's been Quite a few years since they've had that dominant of an offensive line. Probably 2018 was the last time they had a really good offensive lineman. Or sorry, a, a really good offensive line. Um, and so getting hopefully fingers crossed Tyron Smith stays healthy, but there's there's just no evidence to suggest that he will. But having Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, um why am I blanking on offensive linemen's names? Goodness gracious. Um, Tyler Biotish they're not sexy. They're not. They're not. Uh, but Tyler, Tyler Biotish, which is, <laughs> is dumb, too. Like there's Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, and then Tyler Biotish. Like they're all very close together. But so Tyler Biotish is center. Zach Martin is just Zach Martin at guard. Uh, And then Terrence Steele at right tackle. That has the the potential to be a really, really good offensive line. And then later on, who knows if Tyler Smith gets kicked out to tackle or if they they keep him at guard for the rest of his career. Who knows? But all of that to say, their offensive line is looking the best that it has in quite some time. And then they bolstered the defense, which they definitely needed because you have some really good players on the top end of your defensive roster. But the depth was incredibly lacking, and I think they did a good job bolstering that. So I'm a little hesitant to put them in the top 10 right now. I think you could argue they could be anywhere from like seven to where they are on that ranking at 11. Um, I think 11 is fair. I think they've got some good upside, but they've got a lot of ifs uh, before that happens. So. I'm not mad about it. I wish they were better. I wish they had done some more stuff in free agency. I wish they hadn't have traded Amari Cooper for a first round pick. That was just stupid and dumb. And I hate that. And I don't like the wide receiver core nearly as much without Amari Cooper as I did with it. But there's nothing you can do about it. So, uh, yeah, I think all of that to say 11 is fair. Uh,
0: there are two more that I want to talk about. And then we can move on to Noah's topic. I'm sorry. This is taking so long. Number six, the Green Bay Packers. They need to be lower.
2: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. They lost the best wide receiver in the league.
0: Yeah. I I don't. I, I don't see them being nearly as. I know Aaron Rodgers is just a. Uh, I I don't know what he's, good. He's, he's good he's very good he's a freak yes that's the word I was looking for you can't stop it no matter what you do you can't stop him. but to be number six I, I don't think so are they the best in the NFC North yeah probably by a lot are they the best in the NFC absolutely not are they in the top five in the NFC probably not
2: yeah, I just maybe, I yeah. I
1: just don't see how you can rank them up there with teams such as the Rams or the Bucks, uh, or heck, even the Niners. I think the Niners are, I'd say, it are better
2: than the Packers at this point. Um, yeah, well, the Niners are going to get rid of what's his face, Debo Samuel. So, well, he doesn't want to play for them, so I don't know, Niners wise, yeah. but but. Anyway. Who know?
1: All of that to say, I just don't see how you can rank the Packers up with the best of the best in the NFC when they have clearly gotten worse this offseason.
2: Yeah. Agreed. I And, and Aaron Rodgers has shown, has proven to be an asterisk and a question mark. Like, you just don't know what he's going to do. So Yeah. And he's getting old. Yep, true. Which... We, we can't forget that
0: part, that the Packers have been seemingly reluctant to build a better offensive line around him, um, and that has proven itself to be a little uh, rough on the quarterback who is now among the oldest in the league.
2: Yeah, so. agreed. Too high. Yep. Yeah.
0: Number one, the Buffalo Bills. I like it. I like, I like it. it I like it a lot. Yeah. Great. I'm glad we're all on the same page <laughs> there.
2: Yeah, I the Bills are a the team to beat for sure. I think so.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly, I kind of wish that if there are two teams that are just clearly better than everyone else. I, granted it was I liked having the Bengals uh Rams Super Bowl although I didn't like the Rams winning I think that was a good game. Uh but I wish I wish I wish Bills Chiefs was the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. That was just such a phenomenal game. I really hope both of those teams stay as good as they were. Uh because that that was just probably the most fun game of football I have probably ever seen in my life. That was just phenomenal all the way around.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. It was just there's no way they score here oh, there's no way they score here. Oh, literally like four (laughs) times. Like, it was ridiculous. It was so fun to watch.
1: I think the Bills are the opposite of my bad wagon, where they're going to be phenomenal, and I have no business rooting for them, but I'm definitely jumping on the bandwagon. Um, Not as like the Bills are my team, ride or die, but I just, I hope they do well, because they are a phenomenal team, and they're just fun to watch, so.
0: And it's one of those things where, like, I... I want to see him do well. That's another fan base that has had so much pain that watching a team be really good. Sometimes there's just something good about seeing a team that's really good at what they do and being like, man, that's fun. That's fun football. That's happening.
2: Yeah. Yeah. NFL, man.
0: That's the end of our NFL talk.
1: Well, I don't want to keep us too long because it's a weeknight and we're all lame adults now who have jobs and have to be up in the morning. Ugh, gross. But I did want to mention this isn't anything new on this podcast, so we'll keep it short here. But I did need to rant just a little bit. Baseball is back, and I'm so happy it is. Uh, As we were going through NFL teams and everything, I was watching the Cardinals game, and it's just fun having baseball back. There's just something about baseball season, particularly in the spring, that just feels right. But I still can't get over every single time I watch a game, there's still just kind of that nagging feeling in the back of my head whenever broadcasters mention something about the dead ball or. Uh, broadcasting rights or whatever else it might be. There's just so much going on behind the scenes of baseball that is actively working against the enjoyment of baseball. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. You're trying to make an enjoyable game, yet you're working to are the actions that you're taking are actively working against that game. The case in point, the dead ball. The owners, the commissioner are all saying, Oh, baseball is boring. People don't want to watch it. We need to change the rules or we need to change the game to make it more interesting. One, that's a weird stance to take, openly admitting that your game is boring. Because I'd argue it's not. Baseball's <laughs> fun. Baseball's really fun. Yeah, the fans would argue differently
0: than what the owners would exactly. say. Exactly.
1: But let's let's cede, let's concede for argument's sake that their argument is right. Baseball is boring. We need to change it. What's the solution? Get more, get more balls in play, get more action going. I, I can kind of see that it is more fun when people are running the base pass, when you have close plays at first. I, I get that. I don't see how having a dead ball helps that because it, it, it's not. We're seeing that play out in in real time. We're not getting more hits just because you change the ball doesn't mean you're going to change players from trying to hit home runs. So you're not increasing offense. You're just increasing loud outs. And those are objectively less exciting than home runs. There has been so much disappointment in so many games. Everybody knows the feeling when you see your favorite player walk up to the plate and they absolutely uncork one. And everybody's going, oh, my gosh, it's going to be a home run. And then, oh, no, it died at the track. And it was caught and it's out. And there's just such a letdown from that. And that's happened so much this season. And it's not with one specific team. Everybody has experienced it. So it's just. And the, the dead ball is just one of those things. We we can talk about blackout restrictions. I know I sent you guys a message uh, a while ago with Bally Sports uh, finally um, rolling out their uh, streaming package, which still just feels gross. So. I don't know. I'm glad baseball's back. I'm happy it's back. I'm glad to be watching baseball again. But also, it just makes me sad that so many people are saying, oh, baseball is boring. We need to make it more fun. And that's not the case. We just want to watch baseball. Let us watch baseball. Stop tampering with the ball. Juice it. Hashtag juice it.
0: Hashtag juice it. Also, uh, owners, you're all uh, you're all old enough that you remember this because you're all like in your 90s. (laughs) The last time baseball was monumentally popular in the U.S. was the steroid era. Why? Because Mark McGuire was doing things to a baseball that are currently illegal. (laughs) He had put so much chemicals into his arms that when a baseball crossed the plate, he hit it harder... Than what is currently allowed in the sport, and it was so fun. I'm not saying we should allow people to do steroids because they destroy your body, and I don't like to watch people destroy their bodies for the sport. I do think that all the fans would agree that you know what's more exciting than watching a 5 3 put out a home run. You know, it's more exciting than even a uh, six-five-three double play. A home run. You know, it's more exciting than a loud out. A home run. A six-five-three uh, double yes. play. But more exciting than that is <laughs> a home run.
2: Yeah, and even and not even just straight home runs, but just like putting the ball in play more often with more velocity. Like yeah. that just is naturally more fun. So, yeah, I don't.
1: There are other rule changes that are coming up that are going to try and artificially generate offense. Say what you will about banning the shift. It, that should work. There should be more hits when there would have been outs because out, the infielders just cannot get to the ball. I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it will achieve that result, which just makes it more baffling then. Like, why not? implement that rule right now and just leave the ball hashtag juiced just l- juice <laughs> people want to see home runs people want to see offense and people were so into
0: the season of twins yankees battling it out to see who will hit, who will break the record next
1: yeah yeah that was yeah. Fun. It's really fun
0: people wanted that
2: And that was just something beyond baseball. Like it was, it was something fun to watch similar to what, I mean, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa chasing after who's going to hit more home runs. Like it's a, it's an additive that baseball has access to everywhere, but they just refuse to do it. And I was going to mention earlier, no, it's not like the things you just mentioned are not like revolutionary ideas. It's just like, Simple stuff. Like just don't restrict the game from everyone who wants to watch it. Yeah. And don't slow the game down more if you want to speed it up. Like it's not not that hard of a of a leap to make those decisions.
0: It truly isn't rocket science. But from the amount of thought and deliberation that goes into it, you would think You'd it you would think is, you would think that that they are being so careful. And so anti-fun in the interest of fun that you would, like, they're, they're putting a billion people on a rocket and sending them to Mars, and they got to make sure that nothing bad happens. When in reality, they can they can add a little steroids to the ball. They can, can it, ride them up a little yeah.
1: bit. Juice, juice the ball. You can't juice your players, juice the ball. It's fine. And let us watch it.
0: Yeah, don't use the players. That we're going to be clear yeah. about that. we the Q4 podcast we, is we not, not support. support. We do not endorse uh, performance enhancing drugs. What we do support is performance enhancing baseball. Yes. P.E.B.s. <laughs> <laughs> And Hasht- uh now that it's ten PM, I feel like that's a good note to end. Hashtag it on. Remote
1: 2020, hashtag Anthony should choose the Vikings, hashtag Teddy's job, hashtag booth, hashtag Kevin, hashtag #JoltTheBolts man, hashtag Jolt the Bolts, hashtag Cobb Bostis, hashtag Kiss Carter, hashtag plug me in, hashtag heck offstand, hashtag WTFWFT, hashtag Bill the Puma, hashtag it wing, hashtag, Kata- Kachow, hashtag hire Jacob Schneider, hashtag ham Stamlich, hashtag base food Bass Cocker hashtag Ohio does exist. Hashtag I didn't need a uh, Hold on let's pause Hashtag fixed the mic for Mike Hashtag who's your bad wagon Hashtag PJ Fleck elite Hashtag quick trip with two C's Hashtag girth Hashtag Craig Hashtag juice it
0: We have so many hashtags (laughs) We do I I thought we were getting to the I forgot a lot of them And I thought we were getting to the end of the list And we were (laughs) even halfway Oh my god um, I, there was one thing I forgot to mention, but you said, plugged me in. So I have to say it very quickly. Chargers were number seven on that power ranking. And I am over. Yeah. Moved. Love to see that. Go Chargers, okay. go Justin Herbert and go that, that we anime, uh, schedule announcement video. They made for <laughs> hashtag Twitter. plug me in, uh, hashtag plug me in. And, from all of us here at the Q4 Podcast, we thank you so much for getting to the end. We have a great time here, and we hope you did, too. So we will see you next time.
2: Always be sure to
1: keep your baseballs nice and juicy.
2: That was the worst. Thing <laughs> you have to keep that in there. You must keep that in there.
0: I haven't hit enter on the Craig leave yet, so that's here as recording.
1: Get out of here, Craig.